Tigers. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Braden Joe Bear? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he, he almost had three. He almost had three home runs. Okay, okay hold on, hold on. We gotta we gotta we gotta slow it down. We'll slow it down. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're excited. What a comeback from the Tigers today, and what a comeback from last weekend for real. Last weekend compared to this weekend is night and day. Before we talk about the LSU baseball Tigers, we were supposed to go Friday, but due to some scheduling errors, we weren't able to. It was God's will. It was God's will. It was God's, God's will <laughs> for us to have a show after today's sweep. For real. But consider this a fantastic friends Friday. Bring him in here, Justin Broussard. Fantastic reporter here from LSU Daily News, putting out fantastic articles all the time. LSU content consistently putting out fantastic stuff. Justin, how are you, man? What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Absolutely. We're, we're so pumped to have you on the show, Justin. Uh, we, we really appreciate all your content and everything that you put out. We're pumped, and we are pumped about today's win. Justin, give me your initial thoughts. We're right here, right now. Coming off the victory, LSU sweeps. What are your thoughts right now? Uh, I'd say my thoughts right now would probably be hoping the team hasn't lost the opportunity to to host a regional. Um, If they keep playing the way they are, uh, I could definitely see a move up in the rankings and something that could allow for that. Well, they might have locked it up today. I I wouldn't be surprised if they put themselves in position to do it now with this sweet victory. I mean, the 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 old miss loss, the way you did hurt your chances. But coming into Nashville and sweeping Vanderbilt the way you just did, absolutely taking Enrique Bradfield completely out of this entire series. And they're coming off a series victory in Fayetteville. Justin, this is a big win. This is a big win. Justin, who is your highlight player of the weekend? Who are you going to write about in your next article? Uh, I typically don't cover too much uh, too much baseball on my site, um, but hopefully I can start covering more. Uh, <laughs> if I would have to cover anyone this week, I would probably say either Braden Jobert or uh, Dylan Cruz. Yeah. 
easy. Easily. I, that, that's 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 a good pick. I think I think for sure today it had to be Joe, brain Joe Barry. Joe Edman, you couldn't have had a better day. I, I don't know if there nine were nine RBI better day. Nine. He and had nine RBI. Two home runs, almost three. Yeah. You hit two home runs and a triple, and he doubled two, didn't he? he I think hit, so. Or maybe those. No, he did. Hit. He doubled down the right field down line. Down the right field line. The you, first base line. Yep. Dude, I mean, you could not have had a better day unless you just went like five for five with five home runs. I mean, I mean like, he, near, he nearly hit for the cycle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, that is oh my goodness, what a day from Braden Joe Barrett. Let's let's start with a little bit of an overview, guys, of the series, and then we'll get into some specific players because guys. These are the three guys I want to talk about. We'll we'll do an overview, and these are the three guys I want to talk about this weekend. Obviously, we've named two, Dylan Cruz, Joe Bear, and a guy who has faced a lot of criticism but had a, had a weekend. fantastic weekend, Jordan Thompson, LSU shortstop. And made some great plays on the field as well. Great plays, great series from the plate. Zach, give me your overview. What are your thoughts on this series? Um, well, first off, uh, I was dead wrong um, because I said they would get one, and hence the reason there is no more Doctor Strange mustache. <laughs> um, I made a bet with the Golden Boot Pod and AYS Blake, um, and happily lost that bet. Yeah, I don't. I don't even care. Forget that the mustache is gone. Forget that I look like Doctor Strange. I don't look like Doctor Strange anymore because else you just swept Bandy, which go. they haven't done. I don't think. Ever? This was the first series win in Nashville since 05. It's been a while. It had been a while. Yeah, I had, I had heard a stat on that yesterday, and I think, think it was 05. Absolutely phenomenal weekend. Um, and, and you said it, Reagan, at the beginning of the show. What a huge bounce back after last weekend. Nine you know, I, I was hoping that LSU, between the Ole Miss series and the Vanderbilt series, that they would go 4-2. Now they did not do that. They went, they went, they went three and three. Yeah. But after you had gotten swept last weekend at home against Ole Miss, I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe we're gonna end up going like one and five. Yeah. But but to sweep Vanderbilt at their own field was massive, and massive it, for this team. It's not only sweeping them; it's the manner you did it, LSU. Dominated the whole weekend. They put up forty-two runs. Forty-two Reagan. runs. That might somebody fact check us. Runs in a weekend since the since the opening week. Since the opening week. The opening weekend, they, had, opening they had weekend. they had what fifty, something like fifty-one or fifty something. Fifty-one. Or I know we like scored that. twenty-one today. Twenty-one is the most runs you've scored all season long, and it was against Maine, and you scored twenty-one today. It's that's ridiculous. And what better way to get the twenty-first run with a Dylan Cruz? Freaking missile. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, you had to have at least one Dylan Cruz home run. I mean, uh, Justin pointed out, like, I mean, Dylan had been just hitting the cover off the ball the entire weekend. Yeah. And today, you know, kind of had a slow day. Um, I felt like he was trying to swing for the fences too much today, but he did get one. He did oh get one. Goodness. Oh, and uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, uh, thanks to Blake to say LSU was getting swept reverse psychology. Yeah, Beautiful. Blake Blake apparently has been dead wrong on all these predictions. And so on, on the show uh, a couple of days ago, he said, you know what, I'm going to reverse psychology this thing. And go. I'm going to say that they're going to get swept. And the complete opposite happened. Yeah. So 
kudos to Blake for uh, using reverse psychology there. You got to love it. You got to love it. Justin, what are your biggest takeaways from this weekend? Uh, give us your overview for this baseball team. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't see the Friday night game. Uh, saw some of yesterday's game and most of today's game. Uh, I mean, the biggest takeaway would have to be the hitting. I mean, yeah. it seems like they've they've taken it to uh, another level. And if if they can stay hot like this and hitting the ball going into the final series of the of the season and then into the SEC and Omaha, if we make it there. Uh, I mean, I, I would think there'd be a dangerous team that could take take anybody. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you went from last weekend where two guys, Trey Morgan and Kay Doty, who you would never think would drop below 300. After last weekend, they, their batting average dropped below 300. And, and the, the offense was dead as a doornail. And then you come out to Nashville and hang 42 runs up. Crazy. I, I mean, it – I don't know what Jay Johnson said or what – I mean, I want to know his approach. What what was the plan to approach each pitcher each day? Because the the plate appearances this weekend, their, their discipline at the plate was fantastic. I, I mean, we've been talking about stringing hits together. You finally got some of that this weekend. Now, you did have games where you just cranked home runs out. Yeah, which they're good at. I mean, if you continue to do that, as we said before, I mean, you know. But the 11-run inning was the constant wearing down of Vanderbilt. It was a – and then you capitalize it with a Drobert grand slam. Gosh. I mean, we it it was like the ultimate – Nail in the coffin. They've taken the lead. They're demoralized. We've gotten like three hits in a row. The bases are still juiced. There's only one out. They're about to hit through the whole lineup, and Joe Bear comes up and puts one in the seats and clears the bases. I I mean, it it was a a fantastic comeback. I mean, this this game today went from from being like, okay, we won two out of three. We, you know, already we may just lose the last game. It is what it is. And it looked that way. And, I mean, you were down six to nothing, and then you outscore Vanderbilt twenty-one to four. Twenty-one to four after the six six-run inning from Vanderbilt, and you beat them. The worst you beat them all weekend. It went from looking like the game you're going to lose to the biggest beatdown of the whole series. I mean, an incredible comeback from today. Great weekend from the Tigers um, as a whole. Um, there's another guy I want to bring up. Let's transition. We can transition here from a little bit of an overview of the team to these players specifically. We do want to talk about these guys' offensive ability, but I need to talk about a pitcher. A pitcher who could be very crucial in a postseason run. Ty Floyd. Ty Floyd, yep. Ty Floyd had a fantastic day yesterday. He did. Fantastic. What did he go? Six and a few? Yeah, I mean. Six he, and a few, seven strikeouts. And he looked good. I mean, he he, he was able to have command of both, both of his pitches, the fastball and the breaking ball. And that's what you need out of him. Oh, my. It, it, was, it was a perfect outing. He got you over six innings of work, seven strikeouts. I, I can't remember. 
only a one earned run because they hit that two run home run in the in the bottom of the ninth. So he he got you one earned run, seven strikeouts in six plus innings. If he can pitch like that every time, that is huge because our our starting pitching has struggled so bad. And now if you put that with McHale and how he's been performing, it, you I mean the 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 key to like I mean I know in Omaha it's going to be a lot different if you make it to Omaha. But if you can win the first two games in your regional, then you can take care of business in the third game to close the regional out with yeah. Sammy Dutton or, you know, Blake Money or Grant Taylor or somebody like that. If Mikhail and and um, Ty. Uh, Ty gets you what you need. And then you go to a super regional, it's a two out of three series. Mikhail, Ty, back-to-back, if they pitch like that, you can win the game without even having to play a third game. You can win the series. So that is a crucial, crucial piece that we have needed. And Ty Floyd stepped up in a major way this weekend, and I loved it. Thoughts on Jordan Thompson's weekend? Well, first off, let me address this before uh, we get to Jordan Thompson, because Blake's throwing in here throwing shade at me. <laughs> Zach, shave the entire go to you, coward. Um, <laughs> I can't do that, Blake. I already look young uh, as I am. Ooh. So if, if I shave the goatee, I'll look Ooh. like I'm 16. I'll look like I'm in high school. I already look like I'm in high school. It'll <laughs> just make it worse. But I'll tell you what, Blake. If LSU wins the SEC tournament, I will shave the entire goatee, and I'll go clean. But here's here's what you got to do for me. If LSU wins the natty, you have to shave your beard. Oh, I Blake know. with I, that I, I think, beard? I don't know if Blake could do it. He might be too scared. Are you too scared? I gotta. I, I feel like you, if you're telling him to shave his whole beard, you gotta one up it a little bit than just shaving your goatee. You gotta give it like a, give him like a, a like a little a little line in your eyebrow. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like okay. I mean, we gotta I'll step put, your game. I'll put I'll put two two lines. lines in the eyebrow. Like shave the goatee and hit a hit hit the little little accent marks in your eyebrows. If LSU wins the SEC tournament. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't know about that. That's that's. Oof. Now Jordan, but Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson, um, deservedly so has gotten a lot of criticism, um, and, and he's deserved it. Quite frankly, he's deserved it. Uh, the fielding has not been there for in the season. The hitting has been there. Uh, it's been inconsistent at times. But this weekend, Hats the, off. the fielding was there Hats off. and the batting was there. The hitting was there. And I think these guys are heating up at the perfect time. You're about to go into postseason. You're about to uh, get into the SEC tournament. And I'm excited for Monday's show. We're going to have Chris DeMui on uh, to kind of preview the, the postseason. And all these guys seem like they're heating up. I mean, yeah. Dylan Cruz has been red hot. Jordan Thompson had a great weekend. Braden Jobert heated up this weekend. Jacob Berry, before the injury, was crushing the ball. Seemed like every time he hit the bat, he was going to get a hit. Yeah. And so, like, all the all these guys are hitting. Collier Cranford had a great weekend. <laughs> Collier, Collier Cranford hit a home run. <laughs> I mean, I know it wasn't a home run by the books, but in, in our book, it was a home run. Yeah. So, like, these guys are catching fire at, yeah. at the right time, and it's scary for opposing pitchers. Yeah, because the lineup's already deep. The lineup's already very good as an offense. Yeah. And now they are on fire as an offense. And so 
like Justin said, if you keep it up, uh, I mean, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for them. Like, now I'm re- I'm really pumped. Or maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit. But I, I don't know. I don't know if there, I don't know if there's We've had a roller coaster. It's, it's been year. up and down. So yeah, I mean, I've seen this tweet out. I'll be like, let's pump the brakes, and then and then you know we don't have a great week. You're riding half to Georgia, and then you come down. Yeah, and then yeah, you're Florida, going on the up again, and then you come down. Yeah. Ole Miss. It's like it's just been up and down. Serious. I mean, and, and and the the record in the SEC reflects that. You were 16 and 14. You were you were you lose today. You're sitting at right at 500. So we're seven. We were 17 13. 17 and 13. We finished 17 and 13. Oh, we, well, we finished. Yeah, that's right. If the, after they won on Thursday, you know, yeah. if they had lost the series, they would have been right at 500. So, um, I don't know. I'm pumped, right? I don't know. I don't know if I can put any negativity. Usually, I, I I try to pump the brakes a little bit. I don't know if I can after this weekend, um, because everything was going right for you. Um, now the pitching a little bit was was a little spotty today, but that's to be expected on a Sunday. Um, and Vanderbilt was really really wanting to win that game. They really wanted to win that game, and they came out firing on all cylinders, and 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 just about you know put it put the nail in the coffin there early. If it wasn't for the heroics of Braden Jobert, deciding no, hey, we're not going to sit down and, and take this. Good. We're gonna we're gonna win that. We're gonna sweep. And so for me, I I mean now I'm I'm expecting. Uh oh, we got the bot in here. Got to boot him out of here. <laughs> for me, I'm expecting LSU to make a pretty decent run. Yeah. At, at, in the SEC tournament, and I saw somebody uh, ask the question. Uh, Blind Eye Sports said, "Do you think if LSU does awesome in the SEC tournament, they can host a super regional as well?" I think that's going to be tough. You, 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 if you, you win it, I think your, you can. You majorly helped yourself by sweeping this weekend. Yeah. But if you win the whole thing, you're hosting. I think you're. you're, you're I think you're. I think you're a top eight seed, and you're hosting you, a super regional. You think about 2014. 2014, LSU was in a very similar situation as they were this year. They won their final series, then went on to win the SEC tournament, and they locked up a Super Regional. And uh, you, you have to keep in mind, the 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 committee, when selecting these seeds, they consider the tournament games, they count those as conference wins. So if you go on to win four games uh, – um, Let's say, let's say Kentucky holds on and wins. You get the four seed. You win straight through the SEC tournament. That's four more games you win. You're sitting at in the conference, uh, the, the committee's eyes, twenty one SEC wins. I, I think you host a super regional. I mean, I think today that display. I think they earned the right to host at least. A and, and considering because they're, they're, they're considering, the injuries and the injuries played a part definitely in LSU seasons. I mean, you had Malazzo with injury, you had Javon Coleman with injury, you had Jacob Berry deal with injury, um, you've, you've had Trey Morgan deal with injury. Hopefully, K Doty's okay. <laughs> I mean, and hope, yeah, hopefully, hope K Doty's hopefully, okay. K Doty is okay. Looked like he popped his shoulder out and they put it back into place. I, I don't know how what a recovery looks like that on, on that, but. Uh, Justin, um, give us your thoughts on Dylan. Give us some 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 thoughts on Joe Bear, and we'll, we'll wrap this segment up on baseball here. But Dylan Cruz, uh, is he the hottest player in college baseball? Uh, I would definitely think he is. Uh, 
I mean, from the way he's playing, if he keeps this up, I mean, I could see him being a number one overall pick uh, coming out of LSU. Yeah, I, I mean, if he continues this next year, no question. Uh, Dylan Cruz is going to go down as one of the best LSU players of all time. Because he's not supposed to be in college right now. He's, he's not. During COVID, with, with the whole COVID thing, the scouts missed him. They they missed him. He, Of course, he did say it was a dream of his to come to LSU. Um, but, man, Dylan Cruz belongs in the show. There, there's no question about it. And he's gonna be making a lot of money for a really long time. Um, I, I think he next year he'll be probably the best player in college baseball and will be the number one pick in the draft. Um he hit four home runs this weekend. Wow. Had like I know he had multiple doubles. I mean, I mean, just an incredible weekend. A five tool player, no doubt. But Braden Joe Bear has come back to life. Yeah. Joe Bear had seemed to go through a slump. But the beast was awakened this weekend. Multiple home runs. Uh, I, I, was it four home runs for him, two or three? I know he had one last night, oh, like dead center. Question. And he had two today. So he had at least, Those I know he had at least three. Know, he it, had a triple. Was it four? He had a double, nine home runs. Guys, that is the first LSU player to have nine RBIs in a game since March 5th of 1999. Wow. That I mean, that is unreal. He in 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 moments when you needed him to come clutch, he did. And then he put the nail in the coffin with the grand slam. Once the once they once he hit the grand slam, I was like, it's over. Yeah, it's, I mean you just you, you just you just completely demoralized him. You had you had it was six to nothing. You come up and it's six to one, and you had guys on second and third, no outs, and then you get two outs in a row without getting anybody home. And Braden Jobert comes up and comes up with that clutch double to bring it in two, uh, bring in two, and it's six to three. And then he hits a home run later in the game, and then hits the grand slam. I mean, it was hero. It was a heroic day for him. I mean, yes. uh, I, I I couldn't say enough about Braden Jobert, and I think he held his own out in right field. Um, but I, I, I that was one of the greatest performance at the plate. I've seen I mean, he almost he almost time. had double digit RBI. If if he gets that last one uh, just a little bit further out and hits the home run, uh, that that last at bat he had, or the last hit he had, I thought it was out. I, I did too. I, was I mean, he would have been sitting at ten RBIs. I mean, let's get to uh, a few of these comments before yeah, we it's, transition. Kind of jumping here. Yeah, it's jumping. So Blake said, "If we win a natty, I'll shave my entire beard." Yes. Wow. Yes. But I am a man of my word, unlike you, Zach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm a but I, but hey, I did say I would do it. I did say I would do it if they win the SEC championship. Gosh, I have not shaved this since 2015. Really? I mean, I've I shaved know. obviously, but I haven't shaved this off. I didn't know that. I thought oh, you'd done that. Goodness. Thing. Uh, AYS also giving uh Justin a shout out uh to LSU Daily. We yes, do sir. appreciate Justin being in here. Um, let's see what else we have. Oh, uh, curious what Blake, what Blake thinks I look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he, he said he, uh, that you didn't look like what he thought you would look like. Uh, he said, Blake said, I want a bug hat since Zach didn't shave his beard. I think I can do that. Make I, it happen. I, I think make I it happen, Captain. I think we can send you one, Blake. I, I, I can, I can handle that. 
So, anyways, all right. Uh, yeah, speaking of bucket hats. TA bucket hats, baby. Yes. Gotta Go and get them now. Go and get them now. DM us, and uh, we can send you a TA bucket hat. This is the basically the LSU staple. Yeah. Or not LSU. TA staple. TA staple. Bucket hats for life, baby. Justin, we might have to send you a, a TA uh, bucket hat just so you can, you know, Absolutely. have one for the next time you're on the show. Absolutely. All right, let's let's move forward here. Baseball, incredible weekend. You were down in the dumps and out of a regional host, and now you put yourself right back into position. Fantastic weekend from the Tigers. You got to love it. Some spiciness has been happening this week, Zach. A little, oh, really? little, little spiciness going on with the big heads in the SEC. It cracks, cracks me up, honestly. I, I love it. I love it. You know why? Because it's not LSU being tossed around in the media. For it's real? Alabama and Texas A&M. Justin, I want to know your thoughts <laughs> on Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher going at it this week. This has been like watching two middle schoolers argue, and I love it. What's I mean, I, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, for one, Saban is is being very hypocritical. I mean. Yes. He brings out that he finished out with the second best class and A&M was able to get the top class, but they finished with the second class and they, but they did it the right way. They weren't, they weren't paying any players. Okay. Uh, matter oh. of fact, uh, I saw that Alabama had a former player came out this weekend and tweeted, don't act like you haven't been giving players cars for years. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, you. I mean, you cannot uh, as an as the Alabama head coach. I mean, I feel like everybody is is smart enough to understand that recruits have been paid for a very long time. And just about all how go about it may be whether the coach knows about it or not, right? I mean, that's been happening a long time. So for Nick Saban to get up there and bold-face lie, Nate, I I cannot stand him. I, I cannot. I hate Nick Saban. He is a liar. He is Easy a there, consistent Easy there, liar. You you are lying. You he has lied his entire career. It's it's actually quite arrogant that he that he said that and did, and probably didn't think he'd get called out for it. I, I mean, how could you not think that that's not going to hurt you? How could you not think that that was going to blow up in your face? You are he has been lying his entire career. How do you tell LSU? Oh no, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to the pros. I'm not going to Miami. And you go to Miami, and then you're telling Miami, and everybody knows it in a press conference. That you're not going to Alabama. Well, guess where you're at? Alabama. And you want to sit here and tell talk about not paying players like you've done it the right way for your entire career? Bull. Bull. I I, I will I cannot stand the fact that he has lied his entire career. And I love the comment from Jimbo Fisher, greatest of all time. Yeah, okay. Like, or like, huh. That was a, a call. I mean, this that was a call to his character. That was a shot at his character because, according to what Nick Saban has done on the field and his championships, 
He's the greatest of all time. Yes. So him saying, wow, he's the greatest of all time, huh? That was a shot at his character, not his record. Correct. And I think a lot of people have misunderstood that. They've, they've thought it was a shot at his record. No, yeah. it's a shot at his character. Everybody understands what Nick Saban has done. Everybody uh, understands what has happened on the field for him. But a shot at his character, that I mean, that was bold by Jimbo. That was bold. And to him, for him to say there's it. a reason that I, I haven't gone back and coached for the guy, that was bold. Justin, I think you, you had a comment there. Yeah, what what'd you have? Uh, yeah, what I was going to say is uh, – Kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, but everyone knows what AM is doing. And are they cheating? No. I mean, they're they're pushing it to the limits. They're yeah. they're taking the the new rules put out and they're using it to their advantage. What Saban can't handle is Saban is used to having the upper hand in recruiting. And see before everyone was paying players, but you had to be good at working it through the back channels and doing it where no one found out. Now that it's, now that it's all over the table, a school like A&M that has all the oil money and things like that, I mean, they're able to just, they're able to just buy whoever they want. And for someone like Jimbo to get mad at what's, what Saban is saying, I mean, technically Saban wasn't lying. Technically, they did pay, play, pay all their players to go there. Yeah. But, but for Saban to act like like he's done he it clean his done. entire career and has had no part in that, that's – anyone that would believe that is, is definitely not thinking correctly. Ignorant. They're ignorant, man. Yep. Ryan Thibodeau said uh, to your comment, skirting the line, gray lines. Uh-oh. Uh oh! What up, dog? It they, it's the, the t- come here, dude. Welcome to the show. Oh, no, I got. I got to. I got to go, it. Tigers! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little so he, T, little TA in the house. I want to be in the middle. Oh, he wants to be in the middle. He wants to be. You got to stand up. Yeah, you got to stand up. Yeah, you got to stand up. All right, don't be screaming in the microphone. Say hey to everybody. Say hey. what's up. No. Hey. <laughs> Y'all welcome a uh, little TA to the show. Zeke man. There All right, let's go. back. Let's back this off of him a little bit. He's gonna. He's gonna yeah, he blow may, everybody's he ear may drums. Blow everybody's ear drums out. Um, but yeah, I have to agree with you, uh, Justin. Uh, they're definitely skirting the lines. Um, and it 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 just amazes me. Um, the arrogance that that Nick Saban can have to come out there and, and say what he said and not expect, in my opinion, I didn't think he, he's, he's probably not expecting any backlash there. Right. How do you and not? How do you kudos not? to Jimbo Fisher. Kudos to Jimbo Fisher for, for firing back. And I mean, right here. absolutely firing back in a just devastating way. I mean, I mean, he called him a narcissist. He, uh, he called him God. You know that he's acting as God. He called him. Um, what, what's, the, what's the what's the other narcissistic? No, he's a narcissist. He said uh, a disgrace was a disgrace. Despicable. Despicable. He called him despicable like six times. Yeah. Like I love you, Dad. I mean, I love aw. you too, buddy. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. So I mean, and we've got this bot. This bot is going crazy up in here. But I mean, it, it's it, it's crazy. It, but and, and also, kudos to Greg Sankey for coming down and. 
cracking I the whip. It. Like, love it. Guess what? Even though you're Nick Saban, guess what? You aren't a god. Yeah, you can't you, you say are, you, you are can't not just untouchable. Do that. And Greg Greg Sankey came down and he cracked the whip. Um, and I love it. I love it. Uh, it it's gonna make that that matchup. It, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a very interesting game. And I'm I'm gonna watch that game. I mean, I'm gonna I'm excited. I'm ready for that I'm game. Pumped. I'm pumped. I want to see that's gonna be must watch TV. Yeah. Oh, it's there. It's gonna it's gonna be one of the most viewed games all year long. I mean, that will be a a a massive viewership. I mean, it, <laughs> that that may like break a record with some kind of viewership, and I can't wait to see the handshake at the end. I mean, he said he's called. He said I ain't answered, and I ain't going to. We're done. Like what? What? Well, I mean, he, he probably. I mean, I'm no assuming. Deep. I'm assuming that Nick Saban was probably calling to apologize, and this man's like straight up, like, no, I'm not dealing with this. No, nah, and, and he called out. I mean, he called Dion out. I think Dion has handled it, handled it as well too. I mean, this is huge for Jackson State. You you have the the coach of the Crimson Tide, the supposed greatest of all time, record wide. He is talking about Jackson State. Yep. And like, and and dude. Dion's like book the game. Are you kidding me? Jackson State playing Alabama? They would love that. I mean, that would bring so much publicity and how it has to Deion Sanders and his program at Jackson State. It's huge. That's huge for all of HBCU. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's definitely a win for Jackson State. Oh, I mean, I think they're I think they're the biggest winner in the entire situation because I think on it's both sides, on both sides. Like Saban is being is clearly lying about not ever doing anything like buying players, doing something to get players, and I think Jimbo. I don't think Jimbo's lying, but I also don't think he's telling you the full truth. Correct. Like, well, like they're not. Jimbo may have not had something to do with getting the recruits there, but his collective probably did. You know what I mean? Like he may have not done that, but his collective probably did. Him specifically, but the boosters, whatever. You know what I mean? Correct. Like. Both of them, like nobody believes that fully on both sides, but Jackson State and and Dion, they won the entire situation, the whole thing. They were getting publicity in the likes of teams like Texas A and M and Alabama in the SEC West, and that's huge for them. That is massive. Uh, Sherry Barry brings up an interesting comment. She said Jimbo is just playing the game that he learned from Saban. Yep, he's just now beating Saban at his own game. So it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that. Uh, Sherry Barry, because you know Jimbo was calling out Saban for his hypocrisy, but in the same way, and calling out Saban for his hypocrisy, he's being hypocritical. Yeah, like it, it's it's crazy. It, I mean, it really, it truly is like middle schoolers going at each other. Yeah. But I mean, I fully enjoyed watching Nick Saban get ripped the new one. Oh, I mean, yes. that was a blast. It was a blast. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, as much as I, I think both of them were kind of. Uh, uh, acting a little childish. I mean, like, I think Saban was being childish in the fact that he singled people out. Correct. I, I think he understood later on he made a mistake. Like, like Saban's not an idiot. He knows he screwed that up. And I also think Jimbo's being a little bit childish. You know, we're done. I'm not talking to him, blah, blah, blah. You know, what? I mean, whatever that may be, it's still funny to watch this happen. And I think, I think all the rest of the SEC wins – because they're especially, I think teams like Georgia and LSU, who are who are like the focus on media is not uh, on them at all. Like you know, for a long time it was like Brian Kelly was being dragged to the media through his 
recruiting tactics or which were completely ridiculous and just just terrible like takes on his dancing and whatnot like people took that to another level that I, I, I thought was absolutely stupid and now none of that is being talked about nobody else is being talked about except for Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and how petty both of them are trying to be and how Nick Saban screwed up and Jimbo's ripping him a new one I mean I, it was I love it I I, I think must see TV I, I cannot wait for that game and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how that plays out uh, between the two of them. And um, meanwhile, the rest of the SEC is just trying to, you know, build their programs and whatnot. This is going on between them. I just – the hypocrisy is is hilarious. Anyway, it, it honestly is. It's more of anyway, a funny situation than anything. I, I, I cannot – just when I heard say – like, it almost makes me feel like Saban is losing it a little bit. Ooh. Like, like he's losing it a little. Like, because things like that used to, like, like nothing faced Saban. Like, he was all about winning, building his program, like, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Now this NIL now thing is scared. coming out, and it's like he's shaking and rattled a little bit by it. Yep. Like, his comments about NIL and whatnot have never been, like, fully confident. Like, he, he'll say, he'll say, I think this is great for the students, you know, uh, uh, athletes, student athletes that they can make their money, whatever. But in the same sense, he says things, well, they just bought all their players. It's like he's shaky with all of his comments. He's he's for it, but he's not fully for it. And, like, Jimbo kind of maybe hinted a little bit at that. He's saying, you know, he's showing you who he is, which was another shot of his character, too. But, like, the fact that he singled somebody else makes me think he's rattled by this a little bit more than Correct. usual. Correct. And um, that really blew me away because I feel like, Nick Saban for a long time was a no nonsense type of guy. Like I'm not going to let anything in the media. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, the whole thing when he was saying your 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 reporting is poison. Like he's the player. The, the media was hyping his players up. They're definitely going to win the national championship. He's like, that's that's rat poison. I don't let my players, you know, get mixed in all that. We don't listen to that. That's rat poison. You know, things like that. Now this seems to like completely rattle him to the point he calls a team specifically names Texas A and M and Jackson State and Jackson State. I, I mean, that's something you have not seen from Nick Saban. I don't think ever, and I, I think he's uh, rattled a little bit. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue Show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, guys. We appreciate y'all joining in, interacting. We want to see those comments continue to roll in, and and we'll continue to get to them as much as we possibly can. Justin is going to give us a recruiting update. It's kind of his forte. You know, we we love to read. I I love to read Justin's articles because – I love keeping up with recruiting and whatnot, and and his articles are really informative. So make sure you go check out 
all of his stuff at LSU Daily News. Also, if you haven't yet, like, follow, share the post, share the video, the live, whatever you need to do, all of those things. What are the words? Like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever Yeah, it is. All, all of it. Just do all, all of that it. stuff <laughs> on all the social media. Give us your latest update for LSU recruiting. Where do we stand? I mean, I would think right now one of the one of the biggest stories right now is that Tackett Curtis from Manny High School visited LSU uh, yesterday, and from all accounts, everything has seemed to go on really well. I mean, everyone knows that LSU has been working from behind here. Um, the staff, the staff at uh, at Manny wasn't wasn't big fans of the previous. The previous few staff says uh, they didn't pay much attention much attention to Manny, and uh, not many of their prospects were were getting offered. But at this moment, they came in, and Brian Polian he he went there pretty much immediately. Yeah, and it looks like they've been trying to mend that relationship, and it seems that they've been doing a great job. Um, defensive coordinator Matt House he recently spent. They say pretty much nearly a whole day there uh, during the week, yeah. uh, eight hours or so. Um, I think LSU still has some work to do on this one, but I think I think in the end it's it's something that they can go ahead and they may be able to pull it out, and it would be huge. It would be a huge win for for LSU, uh, not only for the fact that you have guys next year coming through there like Tylen Singleton, one of the top yeah. safety prospects a top 100 player uh you have another guy in joseph crier who's a an lsu legacy his uh his uncle charlie crier was a longtime lsu offensive lineman so just laying that groundwork and mending things and getting getting those kind of guys uh available because thailand and uh joseph crier they're they're two of my two of my more favorite prospects in the next cycle, uh, especially for the state of Louisiana. Uh, Joseph Cryer, I mean, he's a big time offensive lineman. Uh, he's been getting offers from schools like Wisconsin, uh, schools that typically produce great offensive linemen. Um, but yeah, I think I think with Tackett Curtis, in my opinion top player in the state this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, over people are the high likes on of, uh, Do what? People, a lot of people are, are really high on Tackett. Is, if you had to say, is Ohio State kind of in the lead with that right now? Uh, Ohio State, I know uh, Jim Leonard from Wisconsin uh, has played a part in that as well. Um, and also USC has been after him pretty hard. Uh, but if yeah, if I had to guess right now, I would say probably Ohio State is the leader. Hopefully yeah. LSU is chipping away at that because in the end, he's somebody you, you definitely can't let leave the state. Uh, not that type of talent. I mean, recently in this last class, you brought in guys like Harold Perkins. Then you have Tackett Curtis this year. You also have Jaden Osbury this year, yeah. another top 100 linebacker. Yeah. Uh, and you start you start getting guys like that in regularly, and you start looking at probably some of the more elite 
LSU linebacking cores that that we've seen. Um, I mean, if you go and you watch Tackett Curtis highlight film, I mean, he plays he plays on a different level. He's got a whole other level of physicality. Uh, you can tell he has a high football IQ. I mean, he comes from a family that I mean, his uncle is the coach at his high school. Uh, he's very, very smart when it comes to the football field, and he has the physical tools to add to it. Justin, how how important to to remend that relationship with Manny? Oh, I mean, I think I think it's huge. Uh, I think I think it's crucial to to getting Tackett Curtis. Uh, yeah. But for one, I mean, you don't want to have a school like that in the state that's regularly producing the kind of talent that they produce. Uh, right. You can't get it. He can't let him go away. Yeah. So, and I mean, really from all accounts, from, from what I've heard, uh, the other, the previous staffs did not handle it well at all. Right. Uh, yeah. They definitely seem more open to this staff. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, and that's uh, kind of like the point of emphasis, right? Is you 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 build build a staff with a ton of like Louisiana ties, so like that's the expectation, right? <coughs> like when a guy, a talent like Tackett Curtis, is in your state, um, and you got guys like Cortez Hankton, Joe Sloan, Frank Wilson, like all these Louisiana ties, like you expect to get a guy like Tackett Curtis, like you. You want that guy to stay in, in in state and come home to LSU. Yeah, and I, I actually think Tackett Curtis is the guy that if this staff can land him, that that in itself will will show what this this staff has as uh, I guess from a recruiting standpoint and Brian Kelly yeah. and the the whole concept that Brian Kelly can't recruit. Uh, but there's there's also some other prospects that I that I like right now. Uh, Harvey Broussard out of St. Martinville. Uh, he's a he's an elite receiver. I find he's very very underrated. Uh, 6'4", 180 pounds. I personally would have him as the second or third receiver in the state. I mean, number one, clear yeah. above everyone else is Shelton Sampson. No but yeah. Yeah. you have current commit uh, Omorion Miller. I would think, in my opinion, I would have them probably rated about about the same. Uh, okay. They have they have the the recruiting services have Harvey Broussard were ranked way lower than Omorion Miller, but yeah. I don't know. I I really like his game, and they have him as a consensus three star. Um, and he, he'll be at the LSU camps in June. And the one thing I've been hearing on him is that the, the staff is waiting to see what kind of 40 time he runs, uh, whether or not he gets, whether or not he gets an offer. Um, but definitely, I, I definitely think the talent is there. And when you start thinking of receivers and receivers in the state of Louisiana, you think of guys like uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and the list—the list goes on and on. Yeah. And and 
personally, for me, when if receiver is one of the positions where if I were looking at a guy out of state compared to a guy in state that you think might be comparable, but a 40 time may be what's, what's holding you up. Uh, I would, I would go with the Louisiana guy every time. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just because it's come out. Yeah. I mean, they've proven, they've proven themselves uh, that they're, they're just on another level. I mean, in my yeah. opinion. So Justin, that, that brings up a really good point. So is he, in your opinion, the most underrated one of the most underrated players in this upcoming recruiting class, or is there somebody else out there that you've that you've looked at and you're like, man, that that guy really needs to be ranked higher? I mean, is there a, is there a sleeper that that nobody's looking at right now? That would be that would be who I would look at would be Harvey Broussard. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, right now you you only have one receiver commitment right now in the class, and that's Omarion Miller. And he's a great receiver. Uh, he committed to um, previous wide receivers coach Mickey Joseph, who's now at who's now at Nebraska. Uh, and there have been some some things going around lately that there's some flirtation between Omarion Miller and Nebraska. Uh, maybe taking an official visit up there at some point this summer. Uh, so I mean, I mean, it's too early to say he's going to leave or anything like that, but. Just knowing that the rumblings are are out there, I mean. So you, you gotta, I got, we gotta ask, we gotta ask about two guys, because everybody likes to talk about quarterbacks, and we gotta ask you about them. There's two quarterbacks uh, in the state of Louisiana that you know you you would kind of think LSU fans want to <laughs> know about Eli Holsting and the biggest one. Arch Manning. So, with the recent visit from Eli Holsting, where Holsting, where do we stand with him? And now with the new staff, it seems like maybe LSU has somewhat of even a pulse when it comes to Arch Manning because I think with the past staff, there was no shot at all at Arch Manning. But uh, they spoke highly of Brian Kelly over at Notre Dame, and now he hears that he's here at LSU. Where do we stand with those two guys, and do we need them? Do we do we need them at LSU? I personally, I mean, if it was me and I was I was running the show, I mean, I would I would write Arch Manning off right now. Uh, I do not see LSU as somewhere that Arch Manning is going to end up. Yeah. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be somewhere like Alabama, Georgia, Texas. Those guys are the front runners right now. Yeah, uh, I really think that there's no intention of him, him staying home and playing in Louisiana. Uh, Holstein is a different story. Uh, I could definitely see Holstein ending up here. The one thing that would concern me about him is, uh, so Walker Howard sat behind Caleb Holstein, which is Eli Holstein's brother, at STM. Then when Holstein left and he went to college. Walker assumed the starting the starting role and Holstein transferred because he knew he wasn't going to play ahead of Walker Howard. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and I understand the mentality of him transferring. I mean, if you're a high school quarterback and you want to play at the next level, you want to be seen. Um, but I mean, just the decision on that in its own, I mean, that, 
that shows you that Walker Howard would would be the better option over them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Me, the one I would really look at in state would be uh Ricky Collins that's uh committed to Purdue. Yeah. 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 Uh, in my opinion, yeah. he may even be he may be even be one of the one of the better ones out of the three. Yeah. Arch Manning to me seems like he seems like a great quarterback. But I think the name the name alone does more than anything with the play. No doubt. Well, no I, doubt. even Ryan Thibodeau said Holstein in my, is better than Arch, in my opinion. I think I think in right now, if you're looking, unless you see some kind of two quarterback class, I really think that the the quarterback commit in this class is probably going to come from out of state. Someone like a uh, Dante Moore. Which, uh, the mean, staff the Matt. staff seems to be really high on him. Seems what about to Rashad, Jay, is it Jalen Rashad? Uh, yeah, Jaden. I think it's Jaden Rashad. Yeah. yeah, he released uh, top seven. Yep. This week. Um, uh, I'm not so sure on that one. Uh, he seems like he seems like a great talent. Um, I don't think I don't think LSU is going to end up getting him. But to me, my money would be. The quarterback in this class, I mean, unless some other names emerge, I would think Dante Moore or Ricky well, I mean, Collins. Either way, it'd be a huge, huge gift for, for yeah. BK. Yeah. Yeah. So, Justin, if, if there was one recruit, one recruit that you would say LSU absolutely needs to get him, and then that recruit, and then also the number one recruit that you want – so LSU's biggest need in recruiting, who do we need the most and who do you want the most? Who would those two players be? Uh, so we're going from this this 2023 class? Yes. Uh, I would say the one that I would want the most would be Tackett Curtis. Um, just because I think, I think yeah. he's the best player in the state and I think he's one of the top players in the country. Um, and in previous years, I would have said the biggest need would have, would have probably been someone like Zalance Hurd at, uh, out of Neville at offensive tackle. But I mean, just recently, I mean, LSU has, has done very well at offensive tackle, bringing in guys like Will Campbell and then some of the guys they brought in on the, in the transfer market. Uh, yeah, but you could have a guy like Cam Wire leaving next year, um, and that would be a great spot to bring in. You'd have bookend tackles from from Neville High School in yeah Will Campbell and uh, and Zalance Hurd. If you ask me who my favorite my favorite commit is right now that we have, it would definitely be Mac Markway. Uh, really? Yeah, the tight end. Yeah, from the Smet Jesuit, where Robert Steeples was. Mm-hmm. Uh, position of need, obviously. Yeah, he is. He is not someone. He's he's at a position. He's at the biggest position of need, probably. Yeah. So that would probably answer your question on that one. So holding on to him and keeping him in this class uh, will be huge. He's someone that I think is. I think he's the top tight end in the class. Uh, Wow. He may not be the best receiving tight end, but when you want to look at an all-around tight end that when he's on the field, yeah. you don't know what kind of package it's going to be. 
Uh, he's above average in the receiving game, and he is elite blocking. Uh, I mean, if you see some of his just some of his pictures from his uh, weightlifting and things like, that. I mean, the guy is is massive. Does not look yeah. like a like a high school kid. Uh, he's he's someone that I could see come in the next season and and start from the beginning. So, but just one other guy I wanted to touch on. Uh, yeah, Tavion Galloway in the twenty twenty four class. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty four seven has him ranked as the number eighty overall player, number four tight end, number one player in Ohio. Uh, LSU has had great relation, relationships uh, with with players from Ohio, with yeah. Joe Burrow and guys like Spencer Ware. Yeah, absolutely. And it's again, if you bring in a guy like him in the following year to add to guys like Mac Markway, you could see the lineage that Brian Kelly would be developing That's with the tight end position. Yeah. Uh, Tavion Galloway, and he's he's the kind of guy you want in your program. Uh, yeah. Real strong, faith-based. He's not out there just looking for offers. He's putting in the work. Um, He recently received an offer from Miami this week, which he said was his his dream offer. Uh, And we hope that Miami would be the same way as LSU would dream offers because he's definitely somebody we would want to uh, end up in this class because – LSU is not too good when it comes to the dream offer situation. Usually those guys yeah. don't end up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he has a really strong relationship with Mike Denbrock. Uh, Denbrock was actually out to visit him. I think it was at the end of last, the end of last week, Denbrock was uh, out in Ohio and he went visit him. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's another player to really keep an eye on. Uh, that's one that I'll definitely be tuned into for the next two seasons. Absolutely. Justin, we appreciate you hopping on. You've been a fantastic guest. Uh, y'all go check out all of Justin's stuff at LSU Daily News. Puts out fantastic stuff for recruiting. His articles are great and, and in-depth. In Justin, we appreciate you joining on, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Definitely a blast. Absolutely. All right, we're going to hit a quick break, and when we come back, we'll wrap the show up after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, everybody, it's been a fantastic show and a fantastic day to be a Tigers fan. Kentucky, indeed, did beat Auburn, as we mentioned. So your LSU Tigers will be the four seed in Hoover after sweeping Vanderbilt. What a turn of events. Uh, Man, we really appreciate Justin hopping in and joining our show. It's been great. Appreciate you. We'll catch you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that five star? Who that, who that five star? And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers.